Are you taking a sleeping pill that you actually don't want to take? Or are you just wondering in general, what is the best approach for coming off, for weaning off sleeping pills? Well, if so, you've come to the right class because this is exactly what we are going to talk about today. We're going to go over some NATO concepts. We're going to look at the sleep coach school's approach to these questions about how to wean off sleeping pills. And I hope you'll find it extremely valuable. What a change has been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just sometimes it's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. Uh, so yeah, with that said, welcome to this class. And yes, the very, very common question I get is a question like this one. How can I come off Ambien or Trazodone, Seroquel, Fluoxetine, and you know, a whole bunch of other things. Uh, I just named a couple of examples there. First of all, I want to say that nothing here is medical advice. Always, of course, talk to your prescriber when you have questions about your medications. But this said, what I actually find is that the principal understandings are super helpful, more helpful, I think, than anything else, really. So what we're going to talk about here are general principles and, you know, to details as well. But but I think, again, what we talk about here can be really, really helpful. So I'm going to break this class up into three sections. And we're going to talk about delegation, then conflict, and then Mopasti and Wydiff. And find actually, whenever I get questions about medications, it's very hard for me to answer those questions without actually going over these three very topics. So without further ado, let's jump in and talk about delegation. Let's start talking about delegation. And the first thing I want to say here is something that may shock you, something that may really surprise you. But I want to say this, that no medication can actually produce sleep. It is biologically, it is physiologically impossible for any chemical substance to induce sleep, to make us humans sleep. Medications cannot produce sleep. And somebody in the audience may now say, like, what about anesthesia? What about propofol when they put you under for, for surgery and things like that? Well, that's different. You know, there's definitely chemicals that can make us unconscious, but sleep and unconsciousness are two, you know, entirely different states of the brain, if you will. No medication can actually produce sleep. All sleep is natural. All sleep comes from our own body. All sleep comes from sleep drive. And sleep drive is basically like, appetite for sleep just like the longer we go without eating the more our body wants you know food and the more we feel that as appetite it's like a body telling us like you know you you want to eat and the longer we stay awake the more our body wants to sleep and produces what's called sleep drive it's like hunger for sleep if you will and we experience that as sleepiness and that sleep drive produces sleep and it's the only thing in the known universe that can produce sleep is sleep drive and sleep drive comes within. So often people tell me like, hey, I want to sleep naturally. And this is from someone who takes medication. And then I'm like, you already are. All sleep is natural. It only comes from one source and that is yourself. So another way to say this is that sleep drive plus safety selection effortless leads to sleep. So, you know, I, we already talked about sleep drive, which is this hunger for sleep and that can produce sleep. But there is a safety stop in our sleep system. And of course, if we're in some kind of dangerous situation, if the fire alarm is going off in our house, we're not supposed to sleep because it's not safe. So we have a safety stop. So uh, sleep drive plus 
safety leads to sleep. Another way to say this is that when we're when we have the sleep drive and we're not inducing, we're not trying to sleep, we're not trying to force sleep, we're not sort of changing passive process, then sleep happens. And I wanted to highlight this because effort is often what keeps us from sleeping. So we have sleep drive, our body wants to sleep, but we're trying to force sleep by doing something. And then we're producing this like hyper aroused state, like this state of anxiety that keeps us from sleeping. So effortlessness, when we're not trying to sleep and we have sleep drive, that leads to sleep is another way of saying this. Now, when I say this, that you know all sleep is natural, a common objection is something like this. I always sleep after taking my Ambien, like every single time. And the person saying this, of course, is, is implying that isn't this evidence that Ambien actually makes me sleep because it like the, the, it just happens like this all the time. Well, then what I reply to this is that the principle of effortlessness, that peaceful sleep and peace of mind are always effortless, is to me like it's an absolute truth to me. It's a foundational principle. So how can this be maintained in this scenario? Well, I think of it this way. When, when we take a pill, two things are happening. You know, A is that a substance is distributed in our body and B, we are aware of taking a pill, you know, and when we're aware of taking a pill, of course, we can have some thoughts around that. And when those thoughts become as follows, we take a pill and then we think, ah, oh, the nice, this will take care of sleep for me. I don't have to do anything now. Guess what happened? Effortlessness happened. We are now in this effortless state when we are feeling safe, we think, we don't have to do anything for sleep to happen. In other words, the presumed work, the presumed things that we need to do to sleep have been delegated. These have been delegated to the pill and now sleep drive and effortlessness lead to sleep. So you see, the magic is always in the effortlessness. That's what leads to sleep. You know, whatever chemicals are in the medication are not interesting as far as sleep, sleep goes. I think this is really, really helpful to know because Often we think like, oh, I'm on mirtazapine, I'm on trazodone, I'm on this medication, I was on this. And then, and when we see that, none of that really matters. It can lead to a huge amount of relief. So this is why I think it's so helpful to talk about uh, delegation. Now, another common objection to what I just said is like, but hey, Daniel, like, aren't these medications actually doing something in our body? Like, aren't they, you know, isn't there like a physiological effect that is, you know, independent of how we think of them? And this, of course, is true, not only medications, but alcohol or like CBD, things of that nature. They can all produce sedation, like all sleeping pills really produce some level of sedation. And you may then go like, so what about that sedation? Doesn't that sedation kind of just lower the threshold for sleep? Doesn't it, you know, make it a little bit easier for us to sleep? And I will say that in and of itself, the answer to me again is no. Effortlessness is what leads to sleep. And effortlessness is also what leads to, to peace of mind, to taking the edge off. And I think some really strong evidence for this we have in a common phenomenon we call relaxation anxiety. And so what is relaxation anxiety? Well, this is when somebody takes a pill, a sedating pill, and starts feeling like the, the physiological effects of it. They start feeling like, you know, the sedation. And then they go like, I hope this makes me sleep. And immediately they're really, really anxious again, right? That sedation is gone because this person was scared that the sedation would not make them sleep and they immediately became hyper So you can see that sedation itself does not directly lead to relaxation or sleep. How we think about things is really what matters, right? So now we've covered delegation, I think in a nice way, and we can go to our next section, which is conflict, also a very helpful section to review. So we're going to talk about conflict here. And I want to start by saying the following, that there are millions of people in the world who sleep well, taking a sleeping pill. 
And there are also millions of people in this world that are sleeping well, not taking a sleeping pill. And if anybody asks for a reference, I don't have one. <laughs> this is just an assumption, but I think it's very likely to be true, right? There are millions of people who sleep well taking a sleeping pill and also who are not taking that. So what I want to say with this, but the point I'm trying to make is just, again, that the pill in itself actually doesn't matter. If somebody has taken any sleeping pill for many, many years, they're not worried about it. It's just part of their routine. They're sleeping fine. They're not thinking much about sleep at all. You see that it doesn't matter. You can sleep fine even if you're taking a sleeping pill and you can also sleep fine not taking it. And again, when we de-emphasize the role of the pill, it helps so, so much. Why? It is because conflict can create tension and inner friction that keeps us from sleeping well. And often this conflict, so that we can experience as, you know, lack of peace of mind, it's often something like this. We can illustrate it as follows. It is two things are kind of, you know, pitted against each other. And one is that we want to sleep well, which all humans do. Like, I want to sleep well, but we have that versus, I don't want to take a pill. Like, I want to sleep well, and I also don't want to take a pill. And those two are kind of conflicted within us. And sometimes we don't want to take a pill because we are worried about health uh, effects. Sometimes we just, it's almost like more like, I don't know, all the word identity came up in my mind, but it's also health related that I, we think like, I'm not a person who takes pills, for example, where we're afraid of dependence, something, things of that nature. And again, when we have this like inner conflict that lends itself to some hyperarousal, some anxiety, some worries, et cetera, and that it does not lend itself to us sleeping well. So when we have this conflict, we can see that, you know, things would be easier for us if we didn't have that inner conflict, right? So how can this conflict be resolved? Well, there, you know, I'm going to talk about two ways this conflict can be resolved. And the first one is our changing our behavior. Uh, if we're no longer taking a pill, then there's no longer anything to be conflicted about. And if somebody decides that that's what they want to do, they want to come off a pill, you know, we're going to talk about some details about how to do that in a second. But here's what I also want to really, really emphasize is that this conflict can also be resolved by changes in how we think about taking a pill. And I want to start this section by asking you a question. How do you treat yourself or think of yourself uh, when you take a vitamin, maybe you have a vitamin that you take every night, do you think that this vitamin is like absolutely crucial for your health and you cannot miss, you know, a, a single vitamin pill? Or do you think more like, I don't know exactly how, what this does or how, how helpful it is, but you know, it's a nice thing I do for myself. Do you think of it as maybe self-care? Do you actually congratulate yourself or feel good about, about yourself for taking a vitamin? And if you do, then think about the fact that much the same can be said about sleeping pills. Like, are we sure that they actually do very much in our body? After what we learn here, I'm hopeful that you'll say, I'm not so sure about maybe they don't do that much. And so when we know that, we can, the step to go into towards like, okay, so they're not really doing anything. And by the way, it's a topic that is you know, too big for this class, but I just want to mention briefly that in my opinion, in my review, sleeping pills have been FDA approved and there's no evidence that they cause health effects, like negative health uh, outcome. And so when we know this, we can kind of vitaminize sleeping pills. We can think of them as a little thing we do sort of as self-care because we've been frazzled and it makes us feel a little easier about things. And we don't know they're not harmful as so we think about vitamins, like vitaminize them. Again, you know, reducing the pressure around them and reducing that conflict. Then we go like, you know, I don't want to take this forever, but I'm doing it for now and I can feel good about myself doing this. I don't need to have a conflict within me for doing this. 
And so that can be really, really helpful. Very well. We talked about delegation now. We talked about conflict. And now let's get to the details of how one can win off if one wants to do that. And again, emphasize if one wants to do that, because you may at this point go like, you know what? Actually, I don't need the conflict and I don't need to pressure myself to come up with anything right now. For now, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And that could be wonderful, you know? But if someone says, you know, I I think this is my time. I really want to do this. But I wonder like exactly how then, you know, this section is for you. So a very common question is like, what is the best way to come off this medication? And that's a, to me, tricky question, because when we say the best way, there's an implication that there is one way that may lead to us like easily coming off without having any anxiety or any speed bumps or anything like that. And whenever we predict that, that's tricky. So I think to me, what is the best way is actually what feels most doable. That's how I think about it. Like, again, check with the prescriber, but whatever feels doable, I think is really a nice way. If you think like, you know what, I'm a rip the bandit type, that's my way. Okay, that's maybe your way. But if you're somebody who sees that, you know, I had a lot of fear around this and I don't want to push myself too much. You know, to me, it's not about the milligrams or the time duration in like absolute numbers, but how they feel to us, right? If we come up with a plan like, okay, I'm going to go down by this in two weeks and then by this in two weeks and this and this, and by this time, I'm not going to take anything. Whatever feels like, you know, this doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. This feels doable to me. I think that is a nice way. You know, we have a an acronym for this and we, we say, Mapasti, make a plan and stick to it. Make a plan that feels nice to you and stick with it. Sort of like I made a plan, not going to change it, not going to second guess it. This is my plan. I'm just going to stick to it. Mapasti. Now, what often happens, even if we have all this education and we have our pasta and everything, is somebody going like, oh no, Daniel, like I've been doing so well, but yesterday I was so scared and I started panicking and catastrophizing. And you know what happened? I took the full dose again, like I didn't want to do. And now I've undone all my progress. I'm back to square one, which of course is not true at all. You haven't undone any progress, not at all. We can think of that time where we took the pill we didn't want to take. That's just a little act of self-care, of self-kindness. Maybe we'll, we need that time, you know? That's all it was. So we have an acronym for this also. So remember, Mapasti is make a plan and stick to it. And then we have WIDIF. When you don't, stick to it. It's fine. It was just like a little outlier there in a little act of self-care. And we're not berating ourselves or harsh for ourselves for not sticking to our plan. We're soon back to our plan. And this, uh, to me, is how we can come off medications in a nice and doable way. Delegation, conflict, mopacity, three really helpful topics to know about. So I'll conclude there. Hope you found this really valuable and uh, that you're you know, generally finding the education here helpful. And if you have maybe a story around coming up sleep medications want to share, share it in the comment section. Now, if you are actually in a place where you think, you know, this is something I would like help with or help with in, in someone in general, then please head over to our website, sleepcareschool.com. If you'd like some more help and support on your path to where you want to be, we have several coaching options. And if you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side. That was all for today. See you soon. Bye now.